besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Thanks to the Pancake Parlor. $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at pancakeparlor.com.au. We have got every position. I kicked it for everyone today. Oh, nice year. The Kids Edition. With Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlor. We a $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at thepancakeparlor.com.au. Coming up on the show today at 8.40 a.m., we have GWS Giant. Ruck coach and superstar mummy, the big Mumford, is in the house at 8.40 a.m. Stick around for that. It's been a huge weekend of football, highs, lows. There's been Max King's high flyers. There's been Jake Stringer's little goal celebrations to the crowd. There's been the Shea Bolton showing the ball to Sam Doherty at the start of the fourth quarter, which was, if you believe me, quite interesting. But I'm Max Becker. Alex away in Canberra. This morning, so we've got another special guest as co-host this morning. It's another Western Bulldogs superstar. We've had her on the show before in the very first week of the Kids Edition with Ellie and Max. It's Kirsty Lamb. Kirsty, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. How are you this morning? Morning, Max. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm going well. We're up bright and early this morning. I'm looking forward to taking some uh, calls from the kids that are on their way to Auskick. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call on 1300 736 736 or you can send us a text. Let's get the text line firing with some questions for Western Bulldog superstar Kirsty Lamb on 0433 98 1116. That's again your calls on 1300 736 736 from 8 till 9am. If you're on your way to Auskick, or on the way to footy, I want to have a chat about the footy of weekend. It's been a huge weekend. We've got 12 Pancake Parlour vouchers to give away, Kirsty. thanks to the Pancake Parlour's club rewards. Earn points, reward your club. It's been a huge weekend of footy, Kirsty. What did you think of Shea Bolton's little golf celebration before he kicked it? Yeah, interesting. It's been a bit of a, a topic of discussion, I think, this week. And uh, it's not something I would personally do. I think there's been a bit of commentary about it. I'm not sure his coach and his teammates were overly happy about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not something I would do in my game. But I guess he's you like to see some of that sort of stuff. That He's got a bit of flair about him. And, you know, he's he's good for the crowd. He's good for kids uh, growing up watching him play. Um, so, yeah, interesting topic, though. Yeah, well, if you're the coach, I mean, I heard Nathan Buckley on Best on Ground last night. And this, it's like it's like Jack Ginnivan, his goal celebrations. You know, you can't take that away from a player. I guess what 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 would you do if you're you know a coach in that situation? Yeah, it's a, a tough one. I mean, you're right. So Guinea, you know, he's obviously quite got a lot of flair about him as well, and um, you know, has some controversy around him. But you know, his teammates love him. Um, yeah. So you know, I think as a coach, you you just want to make sure that you get the four points at the end of the day, and um, you do it with you know a bit of integrity. And um, but at the same time, you want players to be themselves and um, you know play the game the way that they like to play it. So um, you know, as a coach, you kind of just maybe rein it in a little bit, a little side conversation. Let's just get the the four points first before we start you know showing off and, and the likes but you know still at the same time it's um you know shy bolton's a, an incredible player um and he you know puts puts bums on seats essentially um he makes people come to the footy and watch him yeah we know we know kids love their goal celebrations and i've seen numerous um on numerous occasions and games um kids come in like that all just run from all sections of the ground in under nines through to under 16s um have you got any special goal celebrations that you do if you kick a goal 
Uh, not not necessarily personally. I, I like to keep it pretty tame, um, but we've certainly got some some players in our team um, who do. Ali Blackburn would be one of them who, yeah, who she loves. Just let's go, loose. Yeah, she loves a good celebration. But um, no, I think it's all part of the game. Um, you know, particularly when games are, are quite close and that goal just gets you just a, across the line or, or whatever. You know, I think you've got the right to celebrate goals. Um, you know, in in the way that you want to and, and be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven. Three, six. We're going to get into the round's results, Kirsty. Um, we'll start off with Richmond and Carlton. Richmond get a nice win by 15 points, 81-66. to 66. Paddy Cripps, 34 disposals. Harry Mackay, four goals. Unfortunately, the Blues couldn't get the job done against a too good Richmond, looking like fine form, um, I guess, ageing like fine wine. Yeah, something like that, Max. You, you're damn right. Uh, you know, Richmond played really, really well. But to Carlton's credit, um, you know, they've had their ups and downs this year. And um, at times of the game, they looked completely out of it. Uh, but they did really well to, to get back and um, give themselves a chance to win. But unfortunately, Richmond were just too good on the night. Yeah, St Kilda Essendon. I was there at the game. Disappointing for the Saints. Essendon get a 35-point win in which was really a must-win game. I mean, by this time next week, we'll we'll definitely know if the Saints are finals contenders against the Swans and Essendon, you know, just trying to build a bit of momentum into the back end of this season. What do you do if you're St Kilda? You've just lost by 35 points to some, to a team who's in, you know, the bottom four of the ladder and you're aiming to be a top four team. I mean, you've got guys like Hunter Clark come in who made a huge impact as soon as he stepped onto the ground. You've got someone like Jack Steele out, your captain out. If Ali's out for you guys, like what impact does that have on the team? Yeah, it's huge. When you lose your captain, um, you're trying to, you know, find people to, to lead and um, find people to fill that hole because it is such a big hole. And, uh, you know, I think for St Kilda, they just have to go back to or looking at vision of the things that they do really, really well and what got them into this position um, in previous weeks and just try to be really consistent and, and replicate that. So, you know, it was a, a cracking game and you're right, Essendon had to win it. Um, it was nice to see sort of Jake Stringer get back to some really good form and, um, you know, Peter Wright continually hitting the, the scoreboard for them. So, I think if you're saying, you just got to go back to the drawing board and make sure you do the things that you've done well previously um, and do them really consistently and give yourselves the best chance leading into finals. What if you're the Bombers? Jake Stringer comes back, kicks a couple of goals in you know a couple of minutes. He had a nice celebration. He, he, as soon as he kicked that goal, he was running straight to the bench, celebrations to the crowd. <laughs> the crowd was just going wild. I mean, if you're Essendon, what are you trying to do with Jake Stringer specifically coming back into the team and how do you work that? Do you mould that forward line around him or now you've got Peter Wright there who's in great form this season, do you mould it around Peter Wright and have Jake Stringer there as, you know, another sort of big, uh, sort of small key mid forward, um, you know, that can play tall? Yeah, well, I think obviously Peter Wright's um, had an incredible year um, and I think if he's not going to mark it, he's going to bring it to ground. So I think, you know, you kind of build around Peter given that he's he's the tallest one down there. But, you know, Jake's one of those players that, um, you know, he, he's got so much um, credibility in the game and, and um, you know, he has some really, really good weeks and then probably has some, some down weeks. So it's about sort of trying to again, for him, just be really consistent player. But, geez, when he's good, he's good to watch. Um, and he, he can turn a game around um, on off his own boot. And he did that, um, you know, during the week. And, um, you know, he's an incredible player. And I think, you know, the younger players coming through have got a lot to learn from him and, and the way that he plays his football. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's an incredible player and he can, um, you know, win the game off his own shoe, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Port Adelaide burst. The Sydney Swans put Adelaide win by 23 points, 82 to 59. Ollie Wines, 34 disposals. Carl Amon, 31 disposals. Todd Marshall kicked four goals alongside Isaac Heaney, who also had four goals. The Swans coming up against the Saints next week. Port Adelaide, can they make finals? 
Oh, that's a good question. As a Port and, Adelaide and will, supporter, and will, yeah. and will they make finals? <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to sit here and say yes. Um, they've been pretty inconsistent this year. Um, they should be. They are a finals contending team. Um, it's just whether they get some consistency in their game. Yesterday was the best game that they've played um, for quite a few weeks, and you know they move the ball really quickly and particularly straight up the middle of the ground, which you don't often see with teams. Um, but yeah, I think they they should fit. They should be absolutely. Obviously, they'll be aiming to finish in finals, but it'd be a pretty disappointing year if they don't. Yeah, West Coast first versus Geelong. West Coast showed a bit of fight and a great arm wrestle. Geelong pulling away in the last quarter, I reckon. It surprised a couple. West Coast had eight ins and eight outs. I mean, you had Elliot Yo coming in, um, Luke Shuey coming. I mean, you've got superstars coming in. Um, Geelong win by 18, though. Andrew Gaff, 27 disposals. Tyson Stengel, three goals. Tom Hawkins, three goals. The major talking point, I guess, is Tom Hawkins and his 700th goal. Um you know, he had a celebration. He was he was pretty pumped. What would you do if, you know, one of your teammates kicked a, a sort of milestone goal? Yeah, I'd be pretty pumped for him too. Um, I'm not sure what sort of celebration I'd be doing. I'd probably be jumping all over him, I reckon. But, um, yeah, what a phenomenal career he's had. And, you know, to kick 700 goals, there's not many people um, in AFL that have done that. So that's something that he would be incredibly proud of. And, and no doubt um, all of his teammates would be proud of him as well. What about West Coast? I mean... That, that was a great game personally for them with so many ins coming in, people and players coming in and players going out, how they could sort of, you know, gel together. Um, you know, is that is that tough to do as a team, even though, you know, you've got your regular players coming back? Yeah, it will be. Uh, I mean, they've obviously had a pretty disjointed year um, and they've struggled at, at times. And, you know, as you said, they've had a lot of ins and a lot of outs over a number of weeks. So it's, it can be quite challenging to get, um, you know, some like, consistency and in sync with your teammates um, and just start to, um, you know, play some really good football. So knowing having, you know, some of those players come back in who um, are some of their leaders, you know, that would be really good for them. And it was their best game for the year. They really, you know, took it up to Geelong. But hopefully they can keep a core group um, over the next few weeks and try and build some momentum into the back half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Then we move on to GWS versus the Western Bulldogs. The Doggies win by 20 points. Kirsty, your team, Jack McRae, 37 disposals, was so dominant last night. Stephen Cornelio, 32 disposals. Toby Green had a huge night, seven goals alongside Aaron Norton and Cody Waitman with five goals. I mean, the Doggies, how, I mean, they're, they're certainly a finals team, but how, how can they go in the back end of the season to, you know, prove that they're worthy of winning a premiership? Yeah, it was a it was a good game. Uh, I mean, it was a high scoring game, which you, which you love to see. But yeah, I think for the boys, um, they they got to make finals this year. And I mean, they're certainly working towards it. Um, it'd be again disappointing if they they don't make finals. So at the end of the day, they just need to they need to win as many as they can coming into the, the back half of the year and try and build some momentum into that finals campaign. And um, you know, hopefully they they don't lose too many players through injury through the back half of the year, and they can keep sort of the same core group on the on the park every week. But um, you know, it was a, a great game. Good to see Naughty kick a few and, and Cody Waitman um, kick a few, although he, he may have an injured elbow. But, uh, yeah, I think it was at the end of the day, it was a great win for the boys and they've just got to keep winning. Yeah, absolutely. Gold Coast versus Adelaide coming up today. You can catch it on Fox footy. I think it's on Channel 7 too. But what, what can we make of this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're sort of bottom half teams. Um, you, you just want to see them um, play some good football. Um, as I said, I think high scoring football uh, is, is really interesting and exciting to watch. So, um, you know, it'll be, a t- they've had both had sort of tough seasons, if you could say. So, yes, I think they're sitting 11th and 15th. So um, hopefully they can, can put on a bit of a spectacle for those fans that want to watch. Who you got for that one? Uh, I'll go Adelaide. I think Adelaide will win. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. 
with Max and Kirsty this weekend. It's your Sunday morning feed. Thanks to the Pancake Parlors Club Rewards. Earn points, reward your club. Coming up straight after the break, Western Bulldogs superstar Bailey Hunt on the Kids Edition. Welcome back to the Kids Edition and thanks uh, to Pancake Parlor. You can win a $1,000 sponsorship for your local club. Sign up with pancakeparlor.com.au and a reminder uh, to give us a call on 1300 736 736 or text us on 0433 98 11 16. Now, introducing our next special guest, she is a teammate of mine. She was taken at uh, pick 60 of the 2016 uh, women's draft pick. Um, she's also a premiership player. Bailey Hunt, welcome. How are you this morning? Good morning, Kirsty. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. We Hopefully we haven't woken you up too early on your, your Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> I'm here with Max. I've got a question just straight up for you, Bailey. Give us a, a rundown of your football career. How did you start playing football? <clears throat> um, so I didn't necessarily start playing um, in Oscar Greens like that when where some of the girls um, are kind of lucky enough to do that now. Um I just played, uh, we had footy come up in school sports when I was in about year 11 and then um, went along and played that and really enjoyed it and then um, just after that went down to my local footy club, Montmorency Football Club and um, it was about halfway through the season so I joined in, played the rest of that season with them and loved it so then kind of started playing from there but I mean before that I always sort of knew how to kick a football and stuff and always had an interest in football but just never actually probably played a few different reasons one probably being that back then there probably uh weren't too many girls teams going around in the area but it's it's great to see now there's just hundreds of girls teams so in all different age groups very good um and you know for you bail it's obviously been a bit of an interesting um start to to your <coughs> aflw career you know obviously girls now um you know have a, a complete pathway um how do you find do you think that that pathway now will put girls in a really good position to um you know work their way up from a, a young age um if they start you know at auskick level then play through their juniors and then work their way into the aflw yeah absolutely so now obviously you see um some girls that have played in the league for a while are ones that um we played Auskick and then some of them chose to play sort of under 12s with the boys and then they kind of found that there was no pathway for them once I think I think it was at the age of 13 is when they weren't allowed to continue playing for the boys so now you see there's so much more opportunity and that um, these young girls playing Auskick can then play under 12s, 13s all the way up to youth girls and they've also got great opportunities through um, all the NAB leagues, the um, under 18 championships. It basically mirrors um, the opportunities the boys get um, whilst they're sort of coming up and playing footy. So it's really good for, I suppose, their development and just getting them ready to potentially be drafted. Yeah, Bailey, it's Max Becker here. Um, when did you, what age did you sort of realise you could, you know, make a career out of football? Um, hey, Max. Uh, gosh, what age? I think it was uh, in 2016. God, how old would I have been then? Um <laughs> Maybe around eighteen, nineteen. Um, yeah. It was kind of a sliding doors moment when I was playing senior football for Monty. Um, we actually struggled back then to even get enough numbers at training, and it's so funny now looking at um, how many numbers they get down to Montmorency training now. But at the time, it was about a couple of weeks out from um, the season starting, and we unfortunately had to fold. And wow. so um, we ended up. Another one of our doggies teammates in uh or two of them, Brooke Lachlan and Deanna Berry, were playing there at the time as well. 
and we thought, oh, what are we going to do? And so we ended up going to Melbourne University to play in the VFL um, W, which was sort of the, that was the premier competition at the time, the highest sort of level of women's footy in Victoria. Um, so it was only really that year that I started playing in the VFL and then, um, which coincided with the announcement of the league and the draft that was happening at the end of that year that I sort of realised, oh, hang on, this could be an opportunity because I was a bit fortunate in that recruiters were probably just scouting all the VFL games like initially. So a lot of the talent from the VFLW did get picked up. So that was sort of when it um, kind of came a bit, became a bit more serious for me. So can you take me through your draft process to being drafted to the Western Bulldogs? Yep, so back then, similar, we just um, nominate for the draft. And it was quite funny, I never actually, I think, yeah. I think I'd um, been spoken to from Collingwood and Carlton, um, but never, never actually had heard anything from the Western Bulldogs. So on the night of the draft, it was a surprise, but a nice surprise, because obviously... Um, a girl I just mentioned, Brooke, had got picked up uh, by Bulldogs, the pick before me as well. So it was sort of comforting knowing I was going there with um, someone I knew well. And then um, obviously turned out great because then two seasons later we won the premiership and I've made such good connections and friendships with the Western Bulldogs. Very good, Bales. Now, AFLW season has been brought forward a couple of months. We're week one into pre-season. How are you finding it? Are you fit? Are you healthy? What is, uh, the, what's the first week look like for you? Uh, yeah, been brought forward. So we're um, we're training back in winter now, which we we haven't become accustomed to over the past few years. It's a bit um, fresh. So, <laughs> so it is a bit fresh. Um, so just getting used to that again, I suppose. And uh, yeah, week one's gone well. The girls are looking super fit. Um, the young ones are sort of they come in every year, just catching up to everyone, even like the skill base, the fitness base. Um, they're really pushing us, us older girls, Lammy. Um, sure are. But yeah, body. Body-wise, not too bad. I've got like a had a bit of a lingering uh, tendon issue for a couple of years now, but not too bad. Getting on top of that, but yeah, at least I can sort of. Um, last year, sort of wasn't able to join in much of preseason, but I think that'll be different this year. So I'll at least at least be able to uh, join in majority of preseason, I'd say. Yeah, that's it. Now, obviously, some of us, um, you know, as we're starting to transition into hopefully becoming full-time athletes in the n- near future. Uh, life outside of football, what things do you like doing um, to sort of keep a, a bit of a balanced life with footy and, and other things? Uh, life outside of footy, well, to be funny, I do actually watch a lot of footy. I'm probably <laughs> one of those ones that are a footy head and like watch many games on the weekends. Um, but outside of that, I just work a part-time job. Um, I find I find it like I don't think I've ever actually worked full-time whilst being in the league just because of I mean, I've been able to do it just because I still live at home, so I'm kind of a bit lucky in that sense. Um, but yeah, working part-time um, and mainly, well, we do a lot of socialising with our teammates anyway, so we don't we don't usually spend a lot of time away from each other, us girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. We like each other's company. Uh, any tips for any of the kids listening? Um, you know, what, what things, What or we had one tip to, to give some kids out there, what would it be in terms of their football and moving forward? Um, probably just sort of get yeah, like learning how to be a hard worker, I suppose, because not everyone's, not everyone's gifted with talent. And I mean, it's a cheesy saying, but I love that saying of hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Like it's just, if you're someone who, um, I don't know, doesn't get the most possessions on a, on, in a game or like, don't let that sort of define you. Like you, 
you can be known and be such a good teammate and and player if you just work hard and like control things you can control and work on your skills and your fitness and stuff like that. That's sort of kind of what I focused on coming in because I was sort of new to footy and didn't really have that um, didn't really have that background of playing footy for many years like the other sort of girls in the competition at the time. That's great advice, Bailey. Love that. Before we do let you go, favourite teammate and most annoying teammate? Oh, okay. Favourite teammate in terms of like playing with them, do you reckon? Any, you pick anything, oh. any criteria. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, well, if I was going to say favourite teammate to play with, it would, not just because you've called me up and interviewed me lately, but it would 100% <laughs> be you. <laughs> um, that's a stitch up. <laughs> um, literally, like, I'm sure I'd, I'm not even speaking for myself here, but whenever we run onto the field with you, Kirsty Lamb, we walk taller. And I just, I just, any single time you get near the ball, I know you're going to win it. Like I've got no doubt in my mind whatsoever. So favorite teammate to play with by far. Oh, thanks, and then Bells. what was the other one? Sorry. Uh, most annoying. Oh, most annoying. Oh, if Ashley Guest was still around, it would have been her. Um, oh, most annoying. I put Eleanor. Brown I don't think up there, there's think. too many. Yeah, I mean, I love Brett. There's not many too many annoying people, but she's she's definitely a crazy one. So maybe her, but she's. I don't think she's annoying. I don't she's know if that's annoying. the correct word. She's, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's very out there, but no. She's entertaining. She but, is. That's a great word, way to describe her. Great way to describe her. <laughs> no, nah, very good, Bells. Yeah. Bailey, have you got any stories on Ali for us here on the Kids Edition? Oh, gosh, on Ali. I'd have a few, but I don't think they'd be appropriate for your Kids <laughs> Edition, Max. Um <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I really should have um, thought about this more thoroughly. You should have prepped. I can't think of an embarrassing story. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. Nah, that's all good, Bailey. Look, we thank, thank you. you um, yeah, we thank you for your time for for jumping on this morning, Bales. You might be able to pop back into bed and and spend the rest of your Sunday morning lying in bed <laughs> and and recovering, getting ready for uh, training tomorrow night, Bales. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Enjoy Bailey. The rest of the day. Thank you. Have a great day, Bailey. All right, we'll um, take a quick break uh, and we'll get um, some of the news from the Kids Edition. Thank you to the Pancake Parlour. Um, you can win five grand cash with the Pancake Parlour Club Rewards. And just a reminder um, to give us a call on 1300 736 736 and we'll be back uh, right after this. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour. Win a $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at thepancakeparlour.com. Kirsty, we're going to get to a call now. Roy from Diamond Creek. He wants to have a chat, chat about the Demons and his game today. Roy, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I'm good. So, do you go for the Demons? Uh, yes. Yeah, who's your favourite player? Um, probably Clayton Oliver. Clayton Oliver? Why do you like Clayton Oliver? Um, probably because he's quick and good. Yep, awesome. What what do you think they should they should do better next week? They they were coming off three losses heading into the bye, and because they're coming off three losses heading into the bye, do you think there might be a bit of extra pressure on them? But I, there shouldn't be because they're you know they're the reigning premiers. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think they need to do better? I mean, against Collingwood, they were right. Collingwood just stepped up. Um. Well, I reckon they probably need to get even. Like, more players in than players who can actually play. <laughs> players who can play. That <laughs> is awesome. brilliant. I love that, Roy. Roy, I've got a question for you. It sounds like you're in the car. Are you off to Auskick this morning? 
I'm I'm off to footy. You're off to footy. Who do you play for? I'm Diamond Creek. Diamond Creek. That's out my way. I grew up playing for Diamond Creek Women's. Who uh, who is um? Do you have a favourite player that you play with? Somebody from school? Um, I reckon maybe um Kylie. Oh, very very good. Now, what position do you play? Um, I play half forward. Forward line. Few few goals for you today. Do you reckon? Uh, hopefully. Oh, I hope so. Now, breakfast. I've got to... What's your favourite breakfast meal before football? Um, probably maybe toast. Anything on top of the toast? Bit of Vegemite? Peanut uh, butter? Vegemite. Oh, Vegemite oh, and toast. Awesome. What a combination. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Roy, Roy, how's your team going this year? Have you got a couple of wins? Uh, yeah. Oh, We're be- going pretty well. Beautiful. What What song do you sing? Um, we sing the Melbourne song. The Melbourne song. Oh, awesome. You'd love singing that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Is mum or dad taking you to the footy this morning? Uh, dad. Dad's taking you. What's what? What's dad's favourite thing about play, uh, about taking you to footy? Um, I reckon so he can come and see me play. Come and see you play, yeah. How many goals have you kicked this year? Um, I think only one. That's all right. Did you do a big celebration? Uh, not really. No? Was there like a little fist pump or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you tell me about your goal? Well, I think I kicked a couple points, but then I ended up getting a mark on the left side and then and it nearly hit the post. So. Oh, beautiful. Just got it in there, did you? Yep. Oh, awesome. Well, Roy, do you like pancakes? Yes. Oh, that's great to hear because we've got a $25 pancake parlour voucher coming your way. Thanks so much for coming on the show this morning. Thank you. Good luck, Roy. Roy. Bye. Um, Now, Kirsty, I want to have a chat about you and your career. I mean, you started off playing cricket for the Melbourne Renegades. Can you take me through your cricket career before, you know, joining the Western Bulldogs and the AFLW? Yeah, obviously, uh, growing up as a a kid, I played multiple sports. And, um, yeah, obviously with cricket, uh, it it was the only career path that I had at the time. There was no AFLW. There was nowhere for for women's football to go. So naturally just fell in in love with the game of cricket and, um, you know, wanted to play for my country. I wanted to represent my state. So I kind of naturally just fell into that. uh, And, yeah, I was sort of a contractor player for five or six years and played a handful of games, probably didn't play as many games as I like. I wasn't um, as consistent as I would have liked growing up. And I was still quite young, sort of learning my craft at the time. So, um, you know, that was, it was a good experience. It taught me a lot about um, life, but, you know, then AFLW came along and they announced that the season was going to, you know, get brought forward a few years and and start earlier than originally planned. And uh, I knew at the end of the day that I always loved football more than I loved cricket and um, just needed AFLW to come along and um, yeah, once it did, I, I, I you know moved into to footy really quickly. So did they did they select you or did you have to apply or anything like that for the first doggies team? Uh, no, so similar to Bailey, I went into the draft. Um, I nominated for the draft that year. Um, it was an interesting year. I was still trying to sort of I guess resurrect my cricket career and um, make something of it. So um, you know, I was I was torn that year between you know playing cricket. 
um, for, like, continuing my cricket career and trying to push for bigger and better things or do I nominate for the draft and um, hopefully get in? So, yeah, I, I took the punt. I nominated. I only played a, a couple of games of football that year because I was trying to focus on my cricket uh, and, yeah, naturally just got real lucky um, to get picked up. Uh, just I only just made it. I think I was picked 148 out of 152. So oh. just, just made it in the first <laughs> year. Yeah, so very, very lucky. Thanks to the dogs for picking me up. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like when you hear your name called out? Um, you know, Kirsty Lamb to the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, funny one. I actually didn't hear my own name get called out. Um, I listened or I watched the draft till about pick one twenty. Um, and all oh. my all my Dymo oh. friends and and you know plenty of players that I've grown up playing against had all been picked up. And I was like, oh, I'm done. There's only you know twenty odd spots left or whatever, and I, I've got no chance of making it. So I actually stopped listening at at pick one twenty, and then. Yeah, had a, a close family friend message me saying congratulations. I was like, oh, you're kidding. Like maybe, maybe I've been picked up and quickly put the draft back on and uh, there's my name. It was still on the screen. But, yeah, I didn't hear my own name get called out. So I'll always have to live that one up. That's all right. Did the doggies call you like straight after you got – you got um, picked? Yeah, Paul Groves was the coach at the time. He called me um, later that night. You can imagine being the first year when you, um, you know, you draft 30 players that you've got 30 phone calls to make and, you know, welcome everyone to the club. And But, yeah, Groves, he did give me a call. I was at cricket training, funny enough, so I did miss his call and then I had a missed call, so I just called the number back and it was him. So, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a great day. Uh, you know, my, my friends in Emma Carney and, and Jess Cameron at the time, now Jess Duffin, uh, we also had cricket training and they'd also been picked up. So it was a pretty surreal kind of moment yeah absolutely well thanks so much for sharing just a bit of your story Kirsty, here on the kids edition we're going to take a quick break thanks to the pancake parlor pancake parlors club rewards earn points reward your club former cat and giant and swans premiership star shane mumford to come right after the break text in any questions you have on 0433 98 11 16 or give us a call on 1300 736 736 shane mumford the big mummy to come right after this yeah that's right welcome back to the kids edition thanks to the pancake parlor this morning with western bulldogs superstar kirsty lamb as ali's away with the western bulldogs at the moment well we've got uh, an AFL legend, I've got to say, Kirsty On the line, Shane Mumford. He's currently the GWS Giants rock coach. Shane, mummy, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? No, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, Shane, can you take us through sort of your, your junior footy career? I mean, where did you play? Did you start off doing Oz kick or, you know, what, what did that look like for you? Uh, I was actually a late bloomer. I didn't start until I think I was nearly 10 years old. Um, so never did any of the Oz kick sort of stuff. Um, just started playing with some mates um, yeah, back down in Yarrigan. That was many, many years ago now. Um, <laughs> and then love, love for the game sort of grew from there. Did you always start as a ruckman? Yeah, I was always, always a bit bigger than everyone else. So I was uh, thrown into the uh, probably the worst position to play on the ground, but um, it was one that I, I obviously loved playing. Yeah, yeah. Can you take me through your premiership experience in 2012 uh, with the Sydney Swans? Um, yeah, it was actually um, it was a pretty pretty good year that one. Um, obviously, the hot one of the highlights of my career. Um, I've been calling myself the difference um, hashtag the difference in that game because <laughs> the last quarter, the last quarter, I think we were twenty twenty odd points down. They subbed me out of the game. I went off and uh, we went on to win. So hashtag the difference. <laughs> I love that. Love that, Shane. I just wanted to ask a question in in regards to being you know rut coach of of uh, the Giants. Can you take us through what is a week 
look like for you as, as head coach? Is it, you know, obviously you, you play last night, you sit down today, no doubt, and, and code the game review. Do you then have individual conversations with players? What does a week look like for you? Yeah, this week's obviously a bit different with uh, Prusy hurting himself um, yeah, pretty early on in the game last night. Um, so I'll obviously review, review that. But for this week, I guess we'll be sort of looking as to, well, hopefully he'll be right for this week. But um, if he's not, we'll look to uh, look for the options as to whether we keep Keefe in there, whether Kieran Briggs gets a chance. or um, So it's actually going to be a bit, bit of a different week, this one. But um, yeah, like you said, I'll, I'll review the game today, um, come up with a few different clips of, uh, yeah, things they've done well, things that they need to work on. Um, so obviously that'll be with Lockie Keefe and um, Zach Sproul. Um, got, a, got a bit of time in there. Harry Himmelberg played a little bit of time in there. So <laughs> I'll have quite a busy week getting around to many different players. Um, that'll be on our, sort of our Tuesday session. Then I'm back out there for, for main training to obviously take them through some skills and, and join in with the, the main training stuff and then work through to, uh, to game day when we, uh, we go again. Yeah, and obviously, you know, with Prusy going down last night, you never like to see sort of players get injured. And then it, does that just sort of change the dynamics of, of the, the team? Obviously, you said you've now got to look at what other options you have. If you, are, if you do have to bring in, you know, a second ruck, how do, how do you then coordinate that with your midfield? Does that mean that you have extra meetings throughout the week to, to you know, make sure that that ruck, whoever it is coming in or whoever, even if it's, you know, a high forward that, you know, has to then take a little bit of ownership in your forward line to, to ruck down there? How do you then coordinate your team and make sure that everyone's on the same page for the next round? Yeah, I guess the biggest thing is our structures won't change. Um, so the guy, whoever comes in to play that position, will be still sticking to the same structures. It's just the biggest difference is every every ruckman hits the ball slightly differently. Yeah. Um, so you've got to try and spend a bit more time throughout the week um, getting with the mids reading the ball off their hand. Um, as Prusy probably hits it a little bit further than what Flinny does or Briggsy. Or mm-hmm. yep. so it's um it's just just about getting that synergy or as much synergy as you can going into the the weekend. Hey, Shane, um, Max Becker here. Have you got any, any advice for any young footballers or ruckmen out there who want to follow your lead and, you know, be an AFL star? Um, I guess just never give up um, was my biggest thing. Um, people might tell you that you're not quite there or you're not going to make it, but um, if you believe it enough in, if you're in, your, in your heart um, and you, you want to work hard enough, anything's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shane, thanks so much for, you know, setting aside five, ten minutes um, early on your Sunday morning. I know it was a late night for you guys last night, unfortunately. Couldn't get the win um, to come on the show. What do you guys take out of that game last night heading into next week? Um, well, I think we played some really good footy at, at times. Um, I think the the one biggest thing was when they the momentum swings were huge throughout the game. So, We've got to find ways to obviously stop it when teams are getting getting a bit of a run on um, a bit quicker, like that third quarter um, when they were clearing it out of the middle and just kicking goal after goal. So we, we've got things we've got to look at during the week and obviously work on to, uh, to go in the next weekend. Yeah, thanks so much, Shane, for coming on the Kids Edition this morning. It's always an honour and a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Well, GWS Giants, Ruckman and AFL legend and superstar Shane Mumford here on the Kids Edition. We'll take a quick break. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour. Win five grand cash with Pancake Parlour's Club Rewards Program. Give us a call or a reminder on 1300 736 736. We want to hear your thoughts. All things footy, your team, your junior footy team, your game today. How many goals you're going to kick or defensive stops or intercept marks. 
you're going to have, give us a call, one 736 736 right after this. Yeah, welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlor in a $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at thepancakeparlor.com.au. Kirsty, we've got another caller on the line, Ninka from Craigieburn. Good morning, Ninka. How are you? Good. Good. What are you What are you up to this morning? Have you got footy today? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What time's your game at? Um, I'm pretty sure it's nine forty-five. Oh, beautiful! You got an hour. What What do you do for warm-ups? I do. We run around and we just jog and everything. Yeah, beautiful. What position do you like to play the most? Um, defense and forward. Oh, awesome. Defense and forward. What? That's a great combination. You um, don't often find too many players that want to do a bit of both. Yeah, I love that. Um, now, Ninka, who do you play for? I play for Tuller Demons. Tuller Demons. What, uh, what colour are they wear? What's their colours of their uniform? They are red and navy blue. Very, very good. Now, who's in the car with you? Who's driving you to footy today? Dad. Dad? Is Dad always the designated driver to football? Yeah. Does he stand on the sidelines and cheer you on? Yeah. Yeah. And who's your favourite AFL or AFLW player? Um, um, or who do you barrack for? I barry for St Kilda. Oh, awesome. Who's your favourite player at the Saints? Um, Jack Steele. Jack Steele. What's your favourite thing about Steely? Um, he likes to tackle and everything. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do you like Max King? Um, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people love love him and especially because of his moustache too. His, um, mo... But um, what's back to your footy? What what do you like the most playing defense? I like it because you can run around with the ball and try and tackle. Yep. What why do you like tackling? Because it's a really fun way to get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so do you like running off half back or sort of intercepting the ball? Like what kind of defender are you? Um, maybe. Trying to like tackle and everything. Yeah, yeah, awesome. What did you have for brekkie this morning? Um, I had cereal. Oh, cereal. What type of cereals did you have? Uh, rice bubbles. Ooh, oh, rice bubbles. Awesome. Classic, a classic. Now, I've got another question for you. Who's your best friend do you play with? Um, her name is Lila. She likes to tackle as well. Ah, two tackling machines. I love that. What, what position does Lila play? Do you play in the same position together? Um, sometimes we play on the opposite side from each other. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do you think you're going to get the win today? Probably. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Very good. Very, very good. Well, thanks so much, Ninka. Do you like pancakes? Um, yes. Yeah. Have you ever been to the pancake parlour? Um, No. That's all right. Well, you've got a $25 pancake parlor voucher coming your way. You can head there straight after the after your footy today if you want or if, if Dad will let you have pancakes uh, before school tomorrow. Is this the last week of school for you? Yes. Yeah, awesome. What What are you going to do on the holidays? Um, Probably practice and just work on my kicking. Work on your kicking. That's awesome. Is that... 
Is that the most important thing for you to work on? Um, probably. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, Ninka, thanks so much for coming on the Kids Edition this morning um, ahead of your game today. Good luck today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ninka from Craigie Burn. Well, it's been it's been a great show this morning, hasn't it? We've had a couple of callers. We've had Shane Mumford, Bailey Hunt, your teammate, Kirsty. I want to know have you have you got any stories about Ali for any kids out there? Oh, I could stitch Ali up in in many ways, but I won't do it. She's a very very good friend of, <laughs> of mine. She's uh, she yeah she's a captain. I can't quite stitch the captain up. I'll be lucky if I get a game this year if I do that. I think Max. So you know, I best keep the stories to myself. But uh, no, nah, she's a she's a cracker. She's a great player, and um, yeah, no doubt she'll be back in this seat next week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ahead of your first game this season, you know, how are you guys trying to build some team chemistry? Yeah, obviously we've we've done really well, um, you know, with the sign and trade and expansion over the last couple of weeks to um, keep a core group of us together. Um, obviously, we lost some some key players um, to expansion and the like. So now it's just about sort of developing. Um, we've got such a young group and they're so eager to learn. Um, they've done an enormous work in the off season. They got really fit, worked hard on their skills. So um, you know, it looks like the girls have put in a lot of time and effort away from from the club, um, which then gives them a really good opportunity to to come into preseason and and work incredibly hard as a group. So. You you know, I think for us, it's just around, we've got some new coaches trying to sort of build those relationships. Um, and I guess for each and every one of us needs to, you know, continue to work hard on our game and, and take it to the next level um, so that we can all contribute uh, on game day. But yeah, it's only, you know, two two months away or so um, for round one. So uh, I'm sure that'll come around very, very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got any superstitions on game day? You know, left boot first, right boot <laughs> first or... This is a common question. I'm one of the most boring people you'll ever meet, so I have nothing. I'm, I'm beige and boring, Max. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us here on your Sunday morning feed on the Kids Edition with Kirsty and Max this week. Ali will be back next week, same time, 8 to 9 a.m. Give us a call, 1300 736 736. I'm Max Becker. See you next Sunday, Melbourne. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.